Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Family, I want to be really real with you for a minute. We've talked about it, and you know mental health is serious. That's why I'm so excited that BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is a sponsor today. It doesn't matter if it's something interfering with your happiness or if you're like I was on the imposter syndrome episode and just can't seem to stop your mind from racing. The point is, when you need help, you need it. And BetterHelp is a credible, affordable, and accessible online counseling option that's safe and private. It's not a crisis line, but it is professional coaching done securely online. You know how we get down here and we say what needs to be said and ain't nothing wrong with getting help. Life is hard and you know what life while black is like. All I'm saying is sometimes we need a little help. Stress, anxiety, trauma, better help can support you through all of it. I want you to start living happier today. As a Wild Black listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash wildblack. Join over a million people who have already taken charge of their mental health. Again, betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash wildblack. Peace. Transferring money between your personal and your business. Tell, tell us what it's called. What's the what's the special audit that leads to a lot of fun from the IRS when you end up transferring Dude, money? You, you out here co-mingling and I'm trying to tell you, you have... Okay, so here's the one thing people don't realize. They'll say, oh, I'm, I'm a business, so I'm protected. No, the moment that you co-mingle those funds, you allow me to come in and audit your business and your, your personal. personal and wherever else that money went to when it left your personal and left your business. So therefore, it's not just one. I'm now coming off of your your regular account. I'm coming for your savings account. I'm coming for everything because yeah. you basically opened the door. Open 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 the door. 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 Welcome to Wild Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. 
Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back. Welcome back. Listen, we we are we are knee deep in this financial series that we're bringing to you all. I'm and, excited, man, dude. You, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I'm overwhelmed. I'm so overwhelmed. We brought back help again this week because <laughs> we can't do justice to this for you. Like, Art and I, we we are not the people for this. We are learning right along with you. <laughs> so I want to reintroduce Ensa to the Wild Black Podcast. You already know her voice. You've already heard episodes with her. She is going to be not the co-pilot, but the pilot today. And we are riding shotgun with her. So okay. I'm going to put her on the spot immediately. I'm going to ask her <laughs> to very quickly tell you what today's episode is all about and introduce you to our guest today. All so right. everything's so different. And so it's all you. Right. It's all different now. It's on me. Okay. I'll take that. Um, so welcome back, Wild Black, or welcome back to me anyway. I want to introduce you to a great friend and sister of mine, uh, Dr. Sharita Howard, Esquire, CPA, all the things under the earth. She and got to, all the letters all behind the letters, her name. Alphabet soup. Uh, she is all those things. So today's session is really going to be about tax strategy and savings and kind of the implication of investing. And just with her background, who knows where the topics may end up because she knows some of everything. So... I just wanted to have her here uh, to give the people the information that I think they need to have. So welcome in, Sharita. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey, you want to give us a little background or you feel like that was enough? Do people know you now? Well, first what? off, first off, you ain't going to come in here and just replace us like that. That's what you're you not going to do. Is that flow so, so easily? <laughs> because I'm, I'm well-trained, you know, I'm well-versed. No, go ahead. Oh, you are good. You are good. good. Sorry, Sharita. It's all you. <laughs> you got to pay taxes, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I, I sort of, I think I felt like in one of those things where people call unicorns um, because what you typically see is not necessarily what is the crust of that book. Um, it could be worn, it could be torn, but the things that you value are the words on the pages. And so I, I sort of see myself as sort of in that scenario. Um, yes, I have all of the acronyms that we have. I've gone to, you know, what some would consider to be prestigious schools. Um, three of my degrees Harvard. are from the University of Virginia. My master's in taxation Harvard. is from Harvard, <laughs> and my PhD <laughs> is from Emory. Yeah. So um, okay. it, it turns right. into those types of things. Flex. Uh, what we look like. I like that. I like that. What we look at, and then also I read, write, and speak eight different languages. So it has a little bit of a unicorn component with it. But at the same time, <laughs> I like to, if someone ever asks me to describe myself, I always say that I'm Claire Huskable mixed with that Cardi B. So. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> that's real life. Like, I'm eight languages. Yeah. And you One, just two, stop three, right four, there. Five, six, seven, eight. There's right. only two fingers left if you Nine. hold up your hands. <laughs> 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 Nine, two, three, eight. I know, right? It's kind of weird. Yeah. Brother, how many languages do you speak? One. Man, I... I Part of one. Right, I'm, I'm at point seven. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we talking about eight. Okay, yeah. That's that's a strong it's major. Exterior. Right, I like major. That. So I feel like we needed you in the room, if nothing. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Well, and so thank you for that. You you came in and handled like a pro, and, and I didn't give her much warning, just so you know. So she came prepared Zero. and ready. <laughs> <laughs> Much translate zero, you know. Close. Told you, point seven of a language. It's, it's made, tough. It's you know. tough on me. <laughs> just uh, accountants in here. No, make, no big deal. We're going to get into this wild black shit so that <laughs> you all can get a chance to know Miss Sharita just a little bit better. All right, brother, you ready to handle that? Just get it. Let's get it. So, wild black shit. Three questions. Okay. 
two of them fun, get you loosened up, ready to go. And then the third one is our signature question that we ask every single guest that's on Wild Black. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. So you 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 hit us with that Cardi B vibe right in there. So we're going to test out some of the, the blackery. Oh, okay. That's involved in that. <laughs> okay. All right. This is one of those times. Somebody got me all the way fucked up. got you all the way fucked up. All the way? All the way. And it's time to go to war. What crew you rocking with in the battle? You go to options. You ready? Okay. Michael Jackson's crew from Beat It. Let you let everybody marinate. Yeah, marinate yeah, on what I'm that is. That through. Kind of okay. think through what, what happened. Usher's crew from the My Way video. Oh, My Way. Mm-hmm. We're back a little bit, okay. Yeah. Nino Brown's whole crew from New Jack City. Now, this is all the way fucked up, right? Yeah. So, okay, yeah, yeah. Third option, or fourth option, Stony Cleo, Frankie, and T from Set It Off. <laughs> And the last option is Stab, Pee Wee, and Zilla, better known as a full force from the original House Party. I bet you no one knew them names. No, nah, you said what you said. I was like, you got to get me to the end. Who? What? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to go with Rockabye Baby. Okay, uh, New Jack. New Jack City. Okay. All day. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I like the way that their their whole flow was. Everybody knew what their part was. They knew what their lane was, and they was going to boss up on it. So it was going to be what it's going to be. So. CMB. Yeah. I like that yeah, one, it's gonna too. it's going to be rock-a-bye. All right, second question. You in charge of the official Black Folks game night. Okay. Oh. What games you pulling out? Which ones, one or ones, are you a beast at? Okay, so is it one game? Or are you saying it's your games? Show. However you want to do it. game night. Mm-hmm. I gave oh. you options. You can pick one or you can do multiple. Because, you know, you might, should you speak eight languages? So, right. you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You games. might. Right. Simultaneously. Right. Well, it's obvious Scrabble's not coming out. Oh, I'm not no. With There's you. not going to be any Scrabble. Um, I'm a Spades player. I'm a okay. Bidwist player. Okay. Um, and just for okay. shits and giggles, we're going to do Pictionary. Okay. okay, okay. okay. She, she got some originals. Yeah. Trying to not say the words on the card that they forget every other word in the dictionary. Uh-huh. Trying Just to do it. It's my yep. favorite thing because I'm going to win every time. Every mm. team I've been on, I've never lost a game of taboo. I'm with you on spades. Yeah. What else you I'm, got? I'm the architect of spades. Like it, it is. Right. That, that, that's it. That, that's my You and game. the number, number card count or some shit. Oh, man, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm Rayman. Man, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm what? Again, anything Ooh. with numbers. I right, right. no, I'm not, I'm not really bothered with you. Know. <laughs> you should, you should already know. That's not, a, that's not a space where you want to come right. and get. That's your right. part. That's well, your she, part. She, she speaks she eight languages, but she speaks eight languages and numbers, too. Right. Because they're different. Those French numbers. She did with a different language. French Wow. I'm gonna shoot the ladders. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so you playing with my nieces. Right. Mm-hmm. Got it. You're That's safe for you. That's right. safe for you. <laughs> All right, third question, fighter question. What do you love most about life while black? If you had asked me that probably in my 20s, it would have been a different answer. But now that I'm like, you know, I know I look a lot younger than what I am, but I'm approaching 50. Nope. So what? at this point, I, said I'm, that was I'm, a lie. Happy, I'm happy to live completely out loud. So that's the part that I absolutely mm. love is that for so long, if you look at historically, we've always been told to be small. And so now where you have this complete change and charge of young people, as well as individuals who've worked for corporate America who are completely different and they're being very entrepreneurial, it's no more of I'm going to work somewhere and retire there. So the one thing that I'm completely excited about in my life is to see so many fellow Black people living out loud in their own truth. And so that's whether you're going to like it or you're not. But, you know, I have a motto. You ain't got to love it, but you got to fall in fucking line. So that's what it's going to be. Shit, say that. <laughs> Somebody came prepared today, boy. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's strong. <laughs> That's strong. What, what was your comparison? It was really? Cardi B and what, what What else was it? Claire Huxley. <laughs> Michelle Obama. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. She yeah. do it all. That's what I mean. <laughs> Living out loud. I mean, you have to. I mean, we're, we're not our grandparents. Yeah. Right. Let's be real honest. Right. Yeah. You know, the goals and aspirations that we have are so much different because we know that they're attainable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so true. I love that. All right, the the next phase that we go into is called our dope quote. And that is something from the mouth of someone black from religion, history, science, theology. Doesn't matter, as long as it pertains to what we're doing and talking about today. So I want to share it with you and then get your thoughts on the quote. Okay. At the bottom of education, at the bottom of politics, even at the bottom of religion, there must be, for our race, economic independence by Mr. Booker T. Washington. When you hear that, what comes to mind for you? Well, we're going to be in the category of financial literacy. And it's interesting, the transition of how that has come along, of what people have a terminology for financial literacy. Um, It's interesting. I was reading something the other day by (laughs) Ryan, Mm -hmm. and he made it really clear that, you know, we as Black people have so many mentors. And so, you know, we don't have that many Um, opportunities or access to resources. And a lot of times it comes back down to understanding exactly what money is. I see so many people who go out and say, okay, great. I have my company. I got an LLC at the state of Georgia, whatever. And I just go into doom and gloom because I'm like, okay, is it tax protected? Did you go get any business credit with it? I mean, how have you armed that weapon that is supposed to shoot you out into the atmosphere Right. if you don't have the undercurrent component on how do you get to the money. And so that becomes the disconnect with a lot of people because then we've already seen the people that how do they keep the money. The first piece has to be how do you strategically and properly get to the money. Yeah, I can go out and sell bottles of water, but it doesn't mean I'm going to open up a business bank account go get a line of credit, be 
able to flip that so they can do something else. I mean, you know, we all can say what we want to say about Jay-Z, but literally his lyrics were dope when it came to really understanding how to level up yourself financially. Yeah. So you talk about a period in time of where Booker T was at. And so interesting. I actually um, used to have a client, Booker T. Washington's school, that's actually in Connecticut that's right there where Yale is, and it caters to nothing but young black kids right down the street from Yale in the middle of the—anyone who's been to Mail, you know, you know that it's in the projects. Let's just be yeah. real what it is. Um, and so you talk about a period in time in which he made that quote, and now you look at where we are in 2021, we are— we have not really moved the needle. Yeah. Um, We've gone so, backwards in some right. Exactly. Yeah. We're hustling backwards <clears throat> right. in a sense. So, you know, everyone that's from that particular era, good, bad, or indifferent, they definitely understood the concept of motivating each other, rallying together, putting your dollars together, and then dominating. It was yeah. almost like they had a complete... Um, map of how they did items and rolled it out all the time. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, we continue to funnel the ball in a lot of cases because, you know, we're inside a different quote. We're, you know, nobody cares about, you know, there's no limit to how much good you can do if you don't care who gets the credit. But because mm -hmm. we're all crabs in a barrel, nobody can let somebody else shine. And so I think that's pretty much where it underlines that. But that whole quote right there still rings just as true today as it did when he first made it. Yeah. And so we have to really take responsibility and accountability for what that looks like and being able to move that man's words forward. Yeah. I love the way you broke that down. I, the, the clarity in what you said was beautiful, crystal clear. Yeah. And it, it just kind of reemphasizes to me and for you listeners that it is so dramatically important for us to get this information. Yeah. Right? For us to become educated on the things that have long-term benefits, not just on us, but on our lives, on our children's, our legacy, right? Our lineage, if you will. And, and the reason I bring that up is because you're very used to hearing Art and I manage these episodes. And this is no knock to us, right? We are intelligent brothers. But the smart guy knows to bring in help when it's time. And, and, and you getting this information is far too important for us to fumble through it. So, again, that's why Ince is here today, right? This is her lane. This is her world. And she has played a pivotal role in helping us to bring this series together. And so now you're going to begin to hear from her much more than you will Art or I. We're going to be learning right along with you, trying to ask the questions that matter from you. But I want to hand this over to Ince and let her jump in and kind of dictate how this story and this interview moves from here on out. So, Ensa, it is all up to you, ma'am. Get us started. All right, all right. It's no taking time. It's no taking time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to I wanna talk about that quote for like one second because I Absolutely. think that's a great place to start this discussion. Um, I say dollars and cents all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean cents, C-E-N-T-S. I mean cents, S-E-N-S-C. -E yeah. Because it's about having the knowledge and the money. Yeah. Um, and the two go hand in hand, right? So we're, whether we're talking about us as individuals or as a collective, um, we can't be really educated or make moves if we're not economically independent. Mm. Meaning, America is a capitalistic society. We know that. So money moves things around us more than sometimes education. And money often dictates the education that we get. Absolutely. So 
um, it, the two go hand in hand. So I feel like we've got to focus on both having the dollars and the sense, like economic independence and the knowledge of what to do with the wealth. And right. so that's how these sessions even came to be, right? Yeah. Um, so I bought, I really thought that Sharita would be a perfect person to talk to us about kind of tax strategy and investing and saving. And and Sharita, feel free. If this goes to a different direction, you know I'm not going <laughs> to stop you because Absolutely. I feel like it's all jewels and gems. Um, but I want to start with like some of the ideas for uh, strategies to kind of protect your income. So you talked about um, starting a business, right? And starting it properly. But I think sometimes people... Um, Started and think that that's an instant, you know, tax savings. So let's talk about that. What is it? What is the purpose or logic behind starting a business, and how does that protect you tax wise and like having tax savings? Well, I think there's two different things. So there are some individuals that start businesses because they generally have a business, right? And then there are some people who start businesses to be able to create a tax vehicle, absolutely. Um, and so what ends up happening? Those who start with the pretense of a tax vehicle aren't armed with the education on how to use the tax vehicle. Mm-hmm. So that's where we go wrong. Um, I think a lot of times what ends up happening, or from my point of view of what I look at things, is okay first. Making sure that, you know, I always tell people the IRS code is the cheat code. I mean, it's very simple. It's it's not how do I wiggle out of it? No, use it to the best of mm-hmm. your ability and you will end up being in a really good position. Right. But the moment you try to go outside of that is where it starts to, you know, be compliance issues. Yeah. Um, and so I always say the IRS code is the, is cheat, the cheat code. And code. I, I want to stop right there for one second and really... Really replicate that thing because I think people don't get it. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times we find, especially both of us have tax clients that come to us and they're trying to figure out like how to get out of complying with tax law as a way to get out of paying taxes. And I'm like, no, it, it's not that. If you comply, there are so many loopholes that are legal, like written in. We use the word loophole, but it's not really anything illegal. They are written into the tax code Correct. if you are properly structured to use them, right? Exactly. So I think. You and I both know that like people coming to us trying to get out of the taxes basically never started out right to begin with. Exactly. So I think because it a lot of that has to do with how they were just it, as far as trained and mm-hmm. um, and what also assumptions as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're not thinking of, you know, most people are like, you know, if I was telling them, OK, look, OK, great. You have this LLC but I need you to be on payroll so you can be an escort. Thank you. And so there are people that are like, uh, payroll. I'm like, okay, payroll could be a moving number. What's the escort? Because I feel like we got to make sure that oh, people yeah, understand. Oh, yeah, so people understand. Yeah. So you want to make sure that your LLC is armed as a corporate entity, but mm-hmm. still taxed underneath the individual taxation code right. and not at the corporate level, which most people will consider to be double taxed. Um, but essentially, if you really looked at it, your S corp is double tax too. So, yeah. I mean, it just really looks at it. So, it's not enough for you to just have an LLC. You're gonna have to arm that LLC to be the right tax vehicle because, as most people don't pay attention to, that LLC is gonna get double taxed by itself. It's gonna be self employment taxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I don't think I'm going to ever like really use Social Security in my lifetime Mm -hmm. to really be an affordable tool to be able to survive in my older years. I'm just being really honest. So me paying into self-employment tax to go to Social Security just doesn't even sound right at all. Um, It sounds better if I just control it myself, Mm -hmm. get myself on payroll, Mm -hmm. make sure I have an S-corp. A lot of other things are also 
you know, explain to a lot of my clients is, you know, they'll have life insurances out there. I'm like, hey, you better get yourself some key man life insurance mm-hmm. from that standpoint, because if you're the actual owner, the CEO, you can get your company to pay for your life yeah, insurance and it's it. able to be written off. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people are not even thinking from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make sure you get your 401k that's sitting inside of there. Mm-hmm. That can be written Absolutely. off. Get that company to pay for Affleck. Gosh yeah. forbid something happens. I need I need at least 90% of my check to make be sure covered. my bills are paid. Right. Because you don't have a backup plan. And what normally happens with entrepreneurs when they come out the gate, they're so busy driving and fixing the bus. They don't realize that if something happens to them, there's no one on their crew at all that can continue to pay those bills. So put the things in place to make sure that you protect what I call the golden egg. Mm -hmm. If I am the golden egg, I need to make sure I am completely protected. And the good thing about it is these are all write-offs that benefit you completely. Right. That, I mean, it's not as if some people are like, oh, 401k. I'm like, okay. But it's your money. It's your money. Right. So believe me, if something goes wrong, you better be filling out that hardship paperwork. Right. And get minute. your money back. Get your money back. But you can use that right. money to be able to also use as a loan to invest into something else. I mean, there's a multitude of different things. But I guess what ends up happening is people hear payroll and it's like, oh, danger that's, zone. Danger that's Will what I was Robinson. about to get to with you because I, I you took it. What What is the difference in just me transferring money to myself and being on payroll. Like, let's clarify that. Because- yes. So I I can't stand when people do that. So you taking money out is just an owner's draw. That's not able to be written off. It's not an expense. It's just you taking money out. So let's say, for instance, $10 came in as income. And let's say you took the $10 out. Well, guess what? You're still going to owe taxes on the $10. Now, let's say $10 came in and I took the money out as a payroll as $10. I now have zero because I was able to write it off and I still have the money on the other side. Right. I you have say the money I, I as a business oh, owner I have zero. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Me as a person now have $10 in my pocket, but my business has zero, zero net income. And they're Correct. Not, and they zero tax liability. And I've, and I've already paid my taxes on my payroll, so the money is my money to keep doing what I'm going to do with right. it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The other thing that I think happens, Sharita, and you let me know if you see this too, but a lot of the transferring money between I know you, I already know your answer. Transferring money between your, your personal, personal and your personal. business. Ooh, tell tell us what it's called. What's the what's the special audit that leads to a lot of fun from the IRS when you end up transferring Dude, money? You you out here commingling, and I'm trying to tell you, you have okay. So here's the one thing people don't realize: they'll say, "Oh, I'm I'm a business, so I'm protected." No, the moment that you commingled those funds. You allow me to come in and audit your business and your your personal personal and wherever else that money went to when it left your personal and left your business. So therefore, it's not just one. I'm now coming off of your your regular account. I'm coming for your savings account. I'm coming for everything because you basically opened the door. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Because now it's a whole do different thing. And then the other part that also creates the audit, which has been on a rise now lately lifestyle. for me, is some lifestyle audits. Your yeah. lifestyle audit, 
And so let me explain oh, what that yeah. is. Yeah, I was like, right. yeah, I'm like, this, yeah. this, people don't so, know this yeah. is happening. So this is now when you start getting the CP letters, the, yeah, them, the real, CP. them real ugly CP letters. I don't the know what CP, CP is. So CP yeah. letters are coming from the IRS that are saying that, hey, what we've noticed as far as your lifestyle doesn't match what you're reporting as on your, your taxes on your income. Yeah. So oh, you out there balling, but you <laughs> oh, get yeah. that You're telling us it's $20,000 on your Exactly. It is not matching. It don't line and so, up. And so people are not realizing oh. that, okay, hey, when I want to go close on the house, that, you know, I might have used my money as cash to get. Well, when that house got closed, believe me, that real estate attorney had to turn in the tax document that there was a sale of property. Right. Mm. Okay, so that's how the IRS knows that you, you got some things. stuff. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing you go and do is you go out here and you go and finance your company car or you finance your own personal car. Okay, when they pull the ask, hey, I need this freaking information to see what's going on on this T-form, Okay, again, it's tapping in, and, and they know that it's going to someone. So you basically—and that's a piece that I don't understand. If you notice anyone or if you know anyone that lives off the grid, they live all the way off the grid. Like, they don't come up for nothing. They're not financing They're not financing. They're not putting nothing because in their name. You're, you're attesting not doing to nothing. That. You're attesting to your income every single time you go to finance— a home or a car or any of those things, any of those forms. And so when you're attesting to that, but your tax documents say differently, or you're attesting to business income of a number to, to substantiate a loan or a credit card, and then your tax documents say something different, I mean, obviously your verbal word is not as much of an issue, but when you're signing these forms, you're legally attesting to this stuff. And those are the things that like we find when people start creating businesses as a vehicle to shelter themselves from taxes. There is a legal way to do it, and I promise you the legal way to do it is just literally to follow the IRS codes. Yes, it's not that difficult. Jeff Get your payroll check and keep it Jeff moving. Jeff just flew into space following them codes. He can afford to go up into space all by himself for 11 minutes exactly. from following yes, <laughs> mostly legal tax codes. Yeah, so what I'm hearing here is the streets is watching. The streets oh, are the streets is watching. watching. Right they want their the thing, They want this, their money. Yeah, this week the new thing is the CPN tracking. So... There's a lot it, of people you know, out here. CPN, right. that, that's where the Wayans brother used to come on at, the that, show? Yeah, it, it really <laughs> no, is. What, what does CPN uh, Yeah, it was Homie the Clown on there right now <laughs> going on, because that's exactly what's <laughs> happening. Y'all see how she flipped that so, away? Yeah, Homie the Clown is out here for real, tapping yeah. everybody, them CPN codes, because now wherever you have that code at, now the IRS is requiring those recipients that get the code to report. So break it down. What's the CPN? Coming? Yeah, what's the... Yeah, so those are people who like to use your centralized, your little fake little numbers that you got going on that's really supposed to have been used to protect you from identity theft mm -hmm. have now become the main component that they're using to go and get houses, mm -hmm. get cars. It's not a real social security number. It's a mm -hmm. mask number to mask your social security number. Yeah. But here's so the part. it's like the Google phone. This is the line. Yeah, it is Google like the Google phone. Google, phone. Google yeah. voice. Google. Yeah. 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 Instead, oh, the IRS shit. is saying, okay. please hold here while I, I jump into your dough. Right. Um, so <laughs> Give me my rat. You literally have a lot of people that are out now basically getting American Express. American Express were the ones who really got burned. Oh, I'm sure. And got hooked on. Because, you know, they to, out wilding anyway. Yeah, they general. got really hooked <laughs> on really quickly to people using a, co a mass social security number when things started going down. They couldn't recoup. And then when they go to court to try to sue you, they... 
they there's can't. nothing there's for no them it. to sue. That yeah. it's a dead that end road. Right. Um, and so now, what has actually happened is now you have a lot of the vendors are now saying, okay, hey, we need you not only to fill out this T form to verify your tax component, but now the Social Security Department has created a form for them that when you turn it in, that they have to go and send it to them to verify if that number is really a mass CPN number (laughs) or or your real social. So you would think they would already be translating them. No, because one, you have to think about CPN is coming from the IRS. Your social security number doesn't come from the IRS. It comes from the social security it comes from administration. Social security administration. Two different entities entirely. So like that. So that, how do I verify that? You'd have to basically <laughs> when they send the the notice to the social security administration, the social security administration does not have record of that mass ID because it's not a real social security number. Only the IRS would then have that. Exactly. So basically, they'd be able to come back and say no such record found yep. effectively. Mm. Um, so, so everybody need one of those then. Huh? A lot of people are out here with CPN they, A lot of numbers. people are out here with them. But the thing is, again, it comes down to like that was intended for a specific purpose and people start using it to do something else. And it's like, it is safer, I will say, right. to kind of help with an identity theft situation for sure, but use it as it is intended to protect Correct. you from identity theft, exactly. not to create two Amexes. Right. So now you got two identities. You. Yeah, you got two you existing in two places. So, the, the theme I'm hearing here is huh. don't try to live outside the code and the, the regulation. The code is literally the go way to go. Go learn it so yeah. you can, so you can follow yeah, these rich the white men who have been doing it forever. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the code was written so that people could get out of pain. Let's just call yeah. it what it is. Exactly. It was written this way. It wouldn't be this it's complicated. It's a benefit for the investment you're making exactly. in capitalism itself. Whatever. It, absolutely. Yeah. So Correct. I'm like, because it wouldn't be this difficult. That's true because you have to remember <laughs> the code of your white counterparts is to actually buy borrow, die. Yeah. That is that that is that map forever in a day. And the reason why is because we're so used to being taxed on revenue that you actually work from a W-2. However, the very ultra wealthy, I'm not even going to say wealthy because let's right. be honest, some people running around, they're not wealthy. But the ultra wealthy will go out and buy then borrow against that asset. And as we know, borrowed money is not taxable right. money. Yeah. And so that's exactly where the, the tax pieces and sort of like the magic happens to make sure that it never becomes taxable, meaning that it will never turn into Revenue. the reason of why we had the 1099C step up on the scene. Wait, wait, hold on. Because oh. yeah. he said, oh, my head. I saw the head. So, I so saw just for y'all know, listen. Too much game right there. Art too has quick. put his computer down. We are no yeah, longer in interview mode. We are listening and learning. Pen and pad out. So you said borrowed money is not taxable. No. Correct. Because it's not revenue. So effectively, you you have collateralized money. That money has something collateralizing it underneath, and you're able to then deploy it. So to me, and the, we had to a, get more assets. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you just borrow against those. A, against those. As so well. you think exactly. about just keep going. So you think you about every movie them. that you've seen that had something with something elaborate going on. What was the currency that they used? Art. For mm. a reason. Yeah. 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 Assets that are basically collateral that you can borrow against. So they're using those layering, assets to go and get more debt. assets. Keep layering. And so Limited then, taxation. And then it's, it's also about really Correct. thinking about using debt as a revenue or as a, not even revenue, but as a cash generating um, vehicle. Right? Correct. 
So that's one thing that people really don't understand. I, I hear people always saying they want to be entirely debt free, and I. I I hear that and I understand it, but I never, I don't have a desire to be debt free. And I've had this debate with with guys who want to date yeah. me, all kind of stuff. And I'm like, nah, they that ain't it. What good they don't understand what good Exactly. Yeah. I was like, there's a, a line of distinction here where I can have assets that I then use the debt to fund other things that I need to do. And they miss the hook every single time. Like there is money to be made or to be got without having to pay any taxes. You You now literally have people now getting into the mindset of, what I call flipping real estate. Yeah. And so they've now just acquired as if it, sometimes I start cracking up yeah, laughing. Like this is a new thing. Because it's like, okay, this is not new, folks. Um, you're just showing up to the party that's right. been here forever. Um, and so what ends up happening that's literally is like yeah, It's because like... HG, HGTV popularized it. It made it glitzy and glamorous. But that's been happening exactly. for a long time. That's like, exactly how people have real accumulated por- real estate Right. I was like, real estate portfolios and holding portfolios, there are portfolios specifically for this. They've existed forever. One of the first companies I ever worked for, I worked for the main company, and then I started realizing that their family office or portfolio company owned real estate and they were on both the residential and commercial side. So they owned some SunTrust buildings downtown. They owned some large buildings and all they were doing was just flipping them out. Like we were using it for a minute. They said, okay, we're going to move this office over here and let somebody else rent it out. We're going to move somebody else over here and just keep using those assets to buy more assets to then never need financing or anything like uh, any other revenue. They're just kind of funding themselves. You become your own bank. And then when those funds from that entity that makes money, so I'll give you a small example. Let's say you have an individual who has a home and we all hear about the thing about having your second mortgage or whatever. And you use that to go and get a loan to buy an apartment complex. And so obviously you're going to secure it, the rent that comes from it, everything of that nature. But first and foremost, you're going to make sure that that rent comes to you to pay back the debt. Now, the money that's coming back to you is not taxable. So what ends up happening a lot of times, you have a whole lot of individuals who have real estate. They always create holding companies. And that holding company is where they more than likely will get a paycheck from Mm -hmm. because they don't care about getting a paycheck from anything else. Yeah. Because if they need to, they can just keep tapping into the holding company because the holding company essentially has become a bank. And so one of the things that we have not been able to wrap our minds around is we think of a bank as being Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and there of the such, because that's what we've ordinarily have been trained. Yeah. However, the very ultra wealthy do not think of banks in that way. Nope. They don't. I mean, that's, you could take Trump, for example— He'll tell you, I've never personally filed bankruptcy, but mm-hmm. my businesses have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's because he has used the His same component of buy, borrow, and, and die. die. Now, <laughs> I want to ask a question on that, right? Because yeah. what I don't want people to do is listen to this episode and go think, okay, it's just about acquiring assets no. without understanding what an asset truly is, right? Because there are assets that bring revenue back and you can borrow against and you can depreciate against, but there are also assets that end up costing you, correct? Well, they wouldn't be an asset when they cost you in that matter. But can you break down what an actual asset is as you're explaining it here? So when people try to go invest and go learn, they know what they're actually looking for. I would say to me, an asset is something that can appreciate in value, but you're still going to depreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it still has an appreciating value. So let's say, for instance, um, I mean, I own a whole lot of real estate and I ironically bought in <laughs> what's called bankhead 
um, in West Midtown mm-hmm. off of a bat with Shorty Lowe. Rest in peace, Carlos. Um, who was my client at the time. He kept saying, you know, you should invest in Bankhead. It's on the backhand side of Buckhead. I'm like, yeah. no, it's Bankhead. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're talking about in the 90s where it really looked like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, and so literally in that area, the property was going for 1000 to $5,000 a pop. Wow. You kidding um, So, you know, me being me, is like, like, okay, Detroit do I now. go buy these lubes or do I go buy a piece of land? So it got to be to the point where I would just start buying the land, land um, because it was so, it was so low. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like, okay, it seemed like a best bet of where to put the money at. Um, a lot better than obviously putting it in the bank for savings. No, doesn't make right. any sense. Yeah. Now, you're talking about a piece of land that I bought for 1000 Now, fast forward to 2021. Guess how much one lot is going for now? $75,000. $250,000. And that's the other thing about like, literally yes. becoming your own bank, printing yeah. your own money. It's a long game. It's not, you know, I think a lot of people are in this kind of get rich quick mm-hmm. mindset. And I hate to use that phrase. It's that's so true. cliche, but yeah. no, it's but just very real. true. It is. Yeah. So I think everybody's like, what's the next move? What's the next, you know, yeah, I'm gonna so, go, I, I'm gonna go so I can be one rich this year. I'm going to do one, you know, one thing and I'm going to be in it, you know, and even just kind of, um, I think social media has a lot to do with that. Like yes. the, the instant yeah. gratification and yeah. wanting to see. Um, the fruits of your labor not understanding it's a long-range game. And most of the people that are ultra-wealthy, you don't necessarily see their wealth Correct. when you see them. So to your point, land, to answer your question, like land, real estate, things that are not um, appreciating assets would be like a car, right? I think people go out and do that a lot. And I'm like, yeah, you need a car, yeah. especially in Atlanta. You know, it's not New York, so you right. need a vehicle. But that's not, in most cases, right. what we would consider an asset that's going to like Drive revenue. Right. Depending you on how you're going to use it, but for yeah. most people, you're using nah, it to move nine times out of ten. Most people are not buying venture's vehicles. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's, so, that would be. I, I used to say the same thing about like shoes and bags. I will say there's a bit of a caveat there these yeah. days because there are certain shoes and bags that are appreciating bags more so than shoes because Correct. I feel like shoes. You know, you're walking on them is different, but like handbags. Like I bought a, um, a Basquiat bag. The coach partnered with Basquiat's family, and it's already worth more. It, I just bought it this year. This year, it's mm-hmm. already worth more now than when I bought it. So ultimately, like I'm those kind of things. Assistant coach, bad. I'm not gonna go with the coach. I'm gonna the assistant coach. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's it's again, Step it's down. art. That's art, basically. So yeah. that's kind of the same yeah. lane exactly as going into yeah. looking into art, you know. And so, n- no shade. No shade. I love all the artists out there. That does not necessarily mean going and buying <laughs> your cousin Pookie's art. You, you gotta, just can't buy anybody you just, off Instagram. Right, now, hold be, on. You know, yeah, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't invest in your cousin. You should. Absolutely. Um, but if we're talking about it, this is a vehicle for right. you to have Setting asset, expectations. Make sure you Yes, because I see a lot is. of that right now. People are saying, oh, you should invest in art. Okay, I would agree, Yeah. but I need evaluation. Yeah. I think that brings up for me, can mm-hmm. you talk about education and how people can go about getting the right type of education. Because your point about investing in art, right? You have to invest in the right type of art, in the right manner, at the right time. Mm -hmm. You just cannot go to, what is the website where people buy the what is the... The starving artist? Right. Etsy, Etsy. Whatever. You just can't go there oh, and, and yeah. pick a, definitely pick a painting and then and call buy. it art. Right. So I love it. How do people get educated <laughs> on the things that you're talking about? Well, I think it's a couple of different things. That face was hilarious. No, I'm being serious because I feel like some information, because we do have Google, because we do have 
such a wealth of information of individuals who are willing to share information free of charge. I mean, um, one guy that I absolutely follow is Financial Samurai. He is what I consider to be like really, really brilliant. He gives out a free newsletter, doesn't cost anything, and he gets some real gems and really breaks it down to what it looks like. Yeah, right. To what it looks like. But I think a lot of it has to be where you really do have to find out who is actually writing really good material yeah. in layman's terms. Because yeah. that's another key component. Um, I even I know I have a habit of it. I can talk high level sometimes right. that for me to be able to say, you know, put the key in the car, turn on the light, turn on, put your seatbelt on. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to, okay, get in this car and drive, for, you know, 55 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's <laughs> more of putting it in layman's terms to be able to understand. Me personally, I don't ever go and follow like the Instagram type expert type people. I'm Sometimes I see stuff on there and I cringe. Yeah, I have I a whole that. lot of respect for the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. That guy's brain is, to me, immaculate from the standpoint of you have to really appreciate the old school people who literally built Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really you know, the hardcore capitalist. Yeah. I mean, I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. You have to respect yeah. it for what it is. And so I'm not saying that the new wave stuff isn't good, but it's the same way as an accounting. You can have new wave whatever, but if you don't understand Gap, you might as well just forget it because the foundation has just gone out the window. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I really think you have to really look into exactly some individuals. Gap, not the store. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was about to say, say the same thing. Not the store, Generally accepted yes, accounting principles. Exactly. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I think you really <laughs> have to look at what that's right. And you know, it's kind of weird because um I remember being younger and I had a little I mean I have a brother that's three years um below me. And so he would go and read the newspaper every day about the stock market. It just looked like jumbo numbers to me. I didn't really understand it. But ironically, he figured it out. And at 25, he retired as a millionaire. And so I started wow. to really pay attention to stock then because I was like, okay, wait a minute. I did it wrong. Yeah. Apparently, whatever's going on that he figured out, I'm trying to figure it out too so I can understand what it is. And ironically, a lot of it had to do with just reading. And some stuff had to do with just listening to other people. I think that's also really mm. important. If Iron really does sharpen iron. True story. You know? um, True story. And so, like, for instance, I have this thing about I love my bean counter sister circle. (laughs) It's so important because I'm not going to know everything. I can bounce something off on someone else. You know, Insta could know something that I don't necessarily know or maybe something I didn't really look at it from that point of view. But iron really does sharpen iron. So to me, I don't feel like I can tell someone, hey, go speak to someone who has no clue whatsoever and they're just Instagram famous. But what exactly is the foundation component that makes up what they're giving out. Because if I see like one more person give out bad information, I'm just cringing. Like some pages I'm on, I'm like, okay. I'm going to report this. I'm going to report this. And then they'll come and look at my page and be like, ooh. Ooh, never mind. (laughs) So I think it comes down to something that I think we're trained classically to do for us anyway. Trust but verify, right? Yes. So it's one of those things. we have. Yeah, make it make sense. That's my slogan. Yes, it is. Make it make sense. But ultimately, um, we... We literally have a healthy dose of skepticism in everything we see, right? So I think 
it's like education and healthy skepticism. And mm-hmm. we're always told, even at, well, at least I was told, you know, a lot of times, sadly, if you don't want black people to know something, put it in a book. Yeah. Like my dad used to repeat that to me over and over and over again as a child. Yeah. And as such, my punishments were always reading a dictionary or the encyclopedia or some journal. That was my like, you're in trouble. Go read. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It turned into very interesting because I'd be like, have you read this? He's like, it's, it ain't punishment if you enjoying it. So <laughs> ultimately, I feel like it's it's definitely reading and finding the information. It's definitely important to have your network be people that you can rely on to kind of gut check you and challenge you in this space and others. Um, and also like having mentors and mentees. I tell Sharita all the time, I have an executive board of my life, not yeah. just my business, but of my life. And so those are the people that I'm reaching out to, that whether they be my elders or my peers, um, that I know know this space. So trust but verify. I see them doing the things that I want to do. I see the money happening. It's not a front. I can really, and, and I'm the person that she'll know. I'll tell you the dollars and cents. I'll tell you what salary I was making when I was doing that. I'll tell you how much it cost me to do that. I'll tell you what I gained, what I lost. I don't have a problem doing that because I feel like as a people, we need to know what it looks like. We yeah. need to have an example with real, right? It. I can't model a behavior I've never seen. Right, and I right. don't know what success looks like if you don't give me some type of guidance or template, right? right. So I'm appreciative of, of individuals who tell me very clearly, like, your company needs to be making this much. This is the percentage that you should be spending on staffing. This is how much you should be reallocating to growth. This is how much you should be paying in taxes. This is why, you know, and having those people around you that you can trust with your information that would trust you with their information is so critical um, in all things, right? Tax savings and investing. Because I can ask her quickly, hey, would you would you invest in this? And it's almost, we can have a two-minute discussion about a million-dollar choice and be like, yeah, I'm good. Or yes, actually, I would. And it's just that simple because we've got this much background. We've been talking about it. She knows my situation. I know hers. And that's how you should have kind of your, your core network yeah. of individuals set up around you where you're transparent enough with them that you can have a quick test, a quick discussion and make, you know, quick moves. Like yeah. that's, that's really what it is. That's crucial. And be able to pull money together. Yes. And that's, be your own bank. That's, that's really crucial. And that it, you know what? You hit the nail on the head that a lot of times that people are so like, these are my little nuts over here and I'm not going to go play with those squirrels. Um, but that'll leave you broke. Yeah. yeah. That'll leave you broke. Real and tired. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really will because you can't, do everything yourself. That's what I said in the beginning. You can't drive and fix the bus at the same time. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to pull over. The unfortunate thing is while you're pulling over, the person behind you is still driving. Yeah. Um, so the question becomes exactly how are you really managing your life? And she made it really clear and was a really good point. You have to have a board of directors for your life. You know, it's sort of like you know, for you females, in case you had a grandmother like me who said you need a couple of men to make a good man <laughs> until you get married. <laughs> but, you know, you got your handyman, you got your food man, you got whatever. It's the same. So you need to be the same scenario. It is what it is. It's real life. <laughs> you got to have the same scenario. Of, did that, did that you work know, for, for having women too? And I've heard men say the same. I was going to say that. Yes. Yes. I would not recommend that. marriage coming up. I plead the fifth and the sixth. Yeah. I what the sixth is, but I'm pleading that too. No, I 
feel you. I'm 10 years down. So <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'm saying, you, you got to have some good people. You got to have some good people. And you got to have good people, like she said, that you can be honest with. As I said, be unapologetically you so that yeah. you can live the best you out loud. You can't make money being scared. Yeah. And, but Who it's say so that again? Yeah. You, say you that can't, again. You can't make money being scared. To the, to the point of being in this forever thing in a relationship, you can't make money with the wrong spouse or no. in the wrong relationship. No. Because yeah. I can guarantee you no. they're going to second guess your decisions so much. They're going to be that that nagging voice in the back of They'll your head you of that'll talk you out of You'll things. You'll eventually that, believe it. Yeah, and yeah. also that that now your cash flow is is reduced because it went somewhere else out the door that you couldn't necessarily control. That's so true. being partnered with the wrong individuals is one of the greatest financial failures I see in my yeah. life. Like, I can't do it. Right. And also to add, risk is mitigated with education. It is. Yeah. It is. It, 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 you better I mean, drop some gems. No, no you're, okay. you're, ab- hey, you're absolutely... I'm out. It's, you're, you're yeah. This is over. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely correct because I think a lot of times what ends up happening is that you don't want to be out there flying blind. You mm-hmm. know, that, that doesn't make any sense. Although I tell people all the time, you know, Sometimes you got to build your plane on the way down out the window. I yeah. I get that part. Yeah. Um, but you got to make sure that you collect in the right parts to build it on the way down. <laughs> you said you got to build your plane on the yeah. way down. Yeah. On the way down out the window. Make sure you can... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you got to figure it out. But you got to have yeah. all the components to do that. And, you know, I, you know, I tell a lot of people, yo, I'm like, I cheer for everybody. The goal is for us all to make it. Say that. Period. Point blank. I Believe me, the know me in real life, I cheer for everybody. The same mm. way I cheer for myself, I, cheer, kids. I cheer for everyone because I really want to see people like get out and kill it. But the most, in th- the most important thing that people don't realize is I also want to see you be a sponge and go ring into somebody else so they can soak that yes, up. Yes, indeed. Because yes, that indeed. means we're going we're gonna to really be able to do some things and move together as a collective. I don't want to move by myself. Yeah, I don't want to be the only. The yeah, last. I don't want to be by myself. I believe yeah. in reaching back and pulling up the next person. Yeah. If that means I got to pour everything that I know into you, great. Then that means whatever you have plus me and pour. That's how you really build a real circle of yeah. people that's in your thing. Like, I mean, I have friends that I've had for forty years. A lot of people ain't got friends that they've had for forty years at this point. I mean, some folks ain't got friends for four days. I mean, so, I mean, you had them friends five years before you were born then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. She had them yeah, at first. I had, I had, them, friends. Out I had them friends for years. I knew her in preschool. Yeah. I knew him before. I was exactly. pre-birthed. Like, right. My mom was friends with his mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but it, the interesting thing is they can call me on my shit when I'm wrong. Yeah. But I'm not going to take offense to it because I know their heart. Yeah. yeah, I know yeah. they want to see me do the best and be the yeah. best of what I can be. And a lot of times, as you said, everybody brings something to the table. You know, I think of Definitely people, education. you know, really yeah. like a quilt. Everybody yeah. has different patches, whatever yeah. patch that you have, whatever passion you have, whatever passion Insta has. All of that comes together. And that's how you make something that's really, really nucleus that yeah. really works. And the thing okay. I want to drive to people, it, it is so important. And this has already been said. I want to echo it. That you cannot be afraid to share what it is that you know. Because if you hold it to yourself, you'll mm-hmm. find yourself successful, unhappy, and alone, right? You have to build that community around you because ultimately they will help you to reach, succeed and reach heights that you couldn't reach alone. So, And I think t- two things. So for, for sure, share what you know, but also share what you need. 
Mm. Yeah. Right? Because I feel like we do a lot of, you know, holding it in for fear of seeming inadequate or, um, you know, ill-equipped or whatever. So I'm like, there's no shame. I say shame. stupid shit all the time. Yeah, I'm like, there's no shame. You know, the stupidity <laughs> comes in remaining... one piece of it. Right. right. <laughs> the, the diamond in a rough. The craziness yeah. is just remaining stupid when you yeah. have right. other choices, right? Yeah. That's the right. insanity of it all. It's like, you just gonna stay dumb? Like, <laughs> this just... You just like you, you just like this. That? This is this is an outfit for you. You just gonna keep wearing it. <laughs> Got it. So I feel like you just gonna stay. You just gonna stay musty. Like just you, there's something you can solve. Those are problems you can. The, the reason I say this because you can solve that problem. And you're choosing hey, a lot of to get relate to that. That's the gym. That's the gym. Right? Right? Like, nigga, you know what this is like. You just gonna stay musty. Right. Stay. You chose to do that. Because the thing is, like, you smell it, so you know, right. you like, know what you it gonna is. just sit in it. Why? <laughs> Fix it, Jesus. I like that correlation. Right. Musty to stupid. You're going to stay musty and stupid. Like, just don't make sense. Oh I God. think, you know, for problems where there are solutions, solve the problem. Spend more time on the solution than you spend on the problem. That was yeah. like one of my first boss's quotes. Like, if you spend more time telling me what the problem is than you did telling me how you plan to solve it, we failed. Just yeah. at the onset. <laughs> don't even come in my office with that. Like, just, you got about two minutes to talk about what this problem is. And then let's start talking about how we are solving this problem. Yeah. So, but I want to ask you a couple quick more questions. This is your show. I'm, I'm cool. here for the ride. Good, good. Hold on. Um, we talked about real estate. I want to talk a little bit about something I think is a hot topic and the tax implications of that. Um, crypto. Mm. I know oh. we've been having some, some discussions oh. around crypto and like investing in crypto as a strategy. You should see this face. Oh yeah, because I already knew what the face was going to be because we, we've been traveling together recently so I already know the text messages and long sighs we got all through tax season of like, but I put it in Bitcoin. Okay. Um, so let's have a discussion about that. I got a couple other things I feel like are also hot items but oh, like I, I feel wait. like crypto is like wait. up is. the list. So let it out. Let it out. Okay, so uh, crypto, I don't think a lot of people paid attention to the tax return this year. Yeah. Because it asked you if you had it any sure virtual currency. It most certainly did. Yeah. Um, and, you, you're and, talking about people paying attention there. People ain't paying attention to what they ate for breakfast. No, they're not. Anything and, else. and so you literally have a lot of people who completely just missed, just missed it, just glossed on, didn't even check the box or anything of that nature. And then the other part that drives me nuts is people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm a millionaire in crypto. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> but the matters. moment where that has to come into, into USD, mm-hmm. it is gone. Mm-hmm. And when I say gone, it is really gone. Mm. So during COVID, I had at least four clients who had high numbers in crypto. When I say literally 80%, to be able to get USD to pay your mortgage wiped gone that number that number didn't even it it didn't even make sense at so a whole all. bunch of people wait, just wait, 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 break wait. down the why yeah, you got to you got to you got to you got to bring that from here all the way to like cuz right now it's it's several people walking to the top of the building ready to jump like break <laughs> yeah, that cause, down cuz they didn't put their whole full <laughs> right. yeah in the crypto, in the right? crypto. Like, exactly so you have to keep in mind you have a system that's not regulated that has its own idea of valuation mm-hmm. 
However, when you go to liquidate that at a bank, whether it's Bank of America, Wells Fargo, whatever, they also have their own <laughs> their own secret sauce of valuation. And I take it the two are not t- aligned. Exactly. They and they are not aligned, aligned yeah. at all. However, as we all know, if you go and liquidate anything in a banking institution, why? Because most people doesn't pay attention. The bank is the Federal Reserve. Ding, 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 ding. Um, And so, therefore, that valuation of what you felt it was to what the bank thinks it is for it to be liquidated. And then on top of that, banks are instructed to make sure that they report that information as well. So then that means the tax piece that's coming along with it. So I had one client, he traded, he literally liquidated a half a million dollars worth of Bitcoin um, because he was completely wiped out during COVID. The your burn rate, if you don't have the revenue coming in, Ooh. but you still got the same burn rate, as we all know, it's going to go down to zero. I'm so, going to stop because they don't know what burn rate okay, is. Okay, so your spending <laughs> like, habits mm-hmm. are the same. You're burning through that money. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have right. the same the amount of revenue out. coming so, in. Yeah. So the, therefore, the net outflow you have every month yes. is, is your burn rate. You're in, you're in bad shape. And so him thinking that, oh, I'm going to get half a million for this Bitcoin and half a million in USD. No, uh he got more like $130,000 in USD. And the tax implications? Yeah, we're going to be paying 30% on that. So he he got less than that, actually. Yeah. Oh, he got, yeah, that got stepped on again. Jeez. Yeah, he yeah he didn't get no blue lightning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, 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 the thing there is he, he put something in Appreciate it. Right. In, inside of in cryptocurrency to, to some level. To right? some, there was to fluctuation. Yeah. Is, I guess the question I'm trying to ask, at the end of that liquidation and that taxation, could he have ended up with less than he invested initially? Oh, yes. He did, yeah. Boy, that's painful. Yeah. Ooh, that's painful. Yeah, that ain't monopoly money either. Yeah, that because is. you that's have a lot money. of people rolling their whole entire 401k and know, everything else. I know else. more than a couple. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're rolling it all into it, but you have to keep mm. in mind the Bitcoin works the same way as the stock market. So what I put in for the valuation of that, I, that stock may not be the same right. value. Yeah. And in crypto, it might not even be there anymore. No. It might even not exist. Yeah, it might, yeah exactly. And the, and Especially banking, on some of them that you're putting your money into, you can't even move that wallet nowhere. It's right. stuck. Yep. Well, I, get, I, I think people mm. ask me all the time about investing in general, and this is one of the questions that I get all the time, is like, would you or would you not, right? And I'm like, I would invest in crypto the same way I invest in anything else that I think is risky. Or unbacked. So what I can um, afford to lose. Right, exactly. With the, yeah. with the amount that I can afford to lose. Like yeah. basically something I'm not going to miss. It's not going to change my life yeah. because anything beyond that, it's just very risky. So granted, there is like risk and reward, right? Yeah. And how much risk you're willing to take could lead to a greater reward in certain cases. But there's also like educated risk yep. and just doing whatever. And I think right now we can say to some degree this is not educated. Yeah, it's not educated risk. It's just a lot of folks out here doing whatever. Yeah, evaluation on hype. Yeah, it's definitely hype. And it's also when it's always controlled by the news and social media, I don't want my money in something that's so directly correlated with what's going on in society that every time something happens, I'm taking these huge fluctuations. 
I also think that it it leads people to not diversify in the way they should. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. When, so, whenever you get Elon Musk get on the mic yeah. and then your money go to zero, that. that's kind of yeah. scary. I don't want one man's, you know, His erratic opinion day. made a significant difference. Yeah, major. In the oh, moment. my gosh, it was bad. And I don't want that in my life. That energy is not what I want. So, you, <laughs> you know. You generally get in trouble when you do shit like that. Yeah. Exactly. Right. All, all I heard was the Star Wars death right. march yeah. coming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. And that's that's one of the things that I'm like, I get really concerned about. It goes back to something we mentioned earlier, right? The social media impact of it all and also like the, the get rich quick. Mm-hmm. I think people yeah. were building um, crypto as another get rich quick. Right. I think there's some of these cryptos personally that feel like a new age pyramid scheme. And so I'm just yeah, kind of like, yeah, I'm going to tap out of all of that. Those are not the way. If you The, the amount of time that I see people spend trying to figure out crypto. If they would go read a CCH textbook. Yeah, that's true. CCH is tax law. Yeah. You know I was if about you go, to ask. I know, yeah. I was going to give it to you. I was you. like, is that a restaurant? No, I don't understand if what they it go is. read CCH, which comes chicken. out every year, it's a, the textbook of all the different like tax laws. If you spent time reading like a fourth of that mm. every year, you'd be so much further advanced and you'd be able to make long-range moves That's true. that save you significant capital in the long term. Because yeah. I have to think about the fact that, like, I'm not going to die tomorrow in most cases, right? God God forbid. So I don't need to be thinking about the dollar that I'm going to make tomorrow. I need to be Correct. thinking about how the dollars that I've made today and tomorrow will make me dollars. Like, yeah. that's kind of where my mind is constantly going and I think people are missing the hook. Yeah, I hear people I hear people using the word generational wealth and they have no idea what not that means. Not at all. Not at all. Um, they think they, it means my generation will be wealthy and that's not <laughs> <laughs> meaning me. Yeah. Not, that's my not, kids, kids, not my kids, kids, kids. kids. <laughs> they ain't no, ever got to work they, again because yeah. of what I did. Right, right now. now, right. Yeah. And that's the goal to me. Like, that's the whole. And real estate and, and other long-range assets are the way to get there because effectively, you use them like Monopoly. Basically, yeah. if I need yep. cash out of something, I can get it you because it. the assets are here. They exist yeah. and I can move things around and do what I need to do right. to make the best plays. It also is the access to knowledge, right? We go back to the first quote you made. I think about the fact that, like, because my family owns homes in these different places— I can be educated in the school systems of these different places for free. Effectively, like the if the public education in this neighborhood is better for me or is more aligned with my career aspirations long term, that's where I live now. Yeah. Because my parents own that too. So ultimately I'm gonna go yeah. live over there or yeah. my aunt or my sister or my cousin or whomever. Like I'm not above the mindset of saying that kids go live with another relative, whoever is best suited to get them where they need to be. Exactly. My parents had no problem with that. If your aunt or, you know, cousin or whatever is the best person for you, if that area is the best place to be because you need to be in the Midwest because of what you want, go there. Like, that's also an asset that we have in one another that we should definitely um, utilize. So I want to ask you about something else. I got one question on crypto. Okay. Mm -hmm. So would you consider crypto an asset? No, not until the U.S. government has its own crypto, which I know that that's what they're fooling their. That's what we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Like, it's coming. Yeah, they sure. shut all yeah, that when shit you, down. Yeah, yeah, when you start when you start axing and putting out fillers on a tax return, best believe yeah. it's coming. They, Correct, they, yeah. mm. and you ain't changed the fucking tax form in years. No, no. and then they this made that one change. thing pop uh-huh. up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If y'all didn't hear that. Please listen to that. <laughs> that was Say the nugget again. for all y'all people who are, are all about crypto. Yeah, it's happening. It's and so before before your question, yeah, it feels like one thing that's that's kind of been a theme in today is that 
Although we haven't said it directly, please let me know if this is accurate. I think a lot of us focus on the revenue, the action that creates revenue for us up front. Mm-hmm. But through this conversation, what I, what I think I'm getting is there are revenue-creating actions that we can take, but there are also tax structure actions that we can take that can create dollars. There are also passive investments and mm-hmm. asset gaining that can create dollars. So across the spectrum of dollars and money in our lives, there are multiple stops that can earn money for us. Is that fair? Right. And I'm the type of person that will buy toys based off of the cream on the top. <coughs> I'm not going to go use my regular everyday money to go and buy a toy. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Let but if that if that you. particular item that I've invested in mm-hmm. makes money, then that. I'll go buy a toy with that. Don't buy the toy, buy the asset. Let the asset buy the toy. Correct. Yeah. And also, like, just additional point of clarification for me is I don't think about generating revenue mm-hmm. in a traditional exactly. sense, right? I, gen- right. I think about me. generating cash, yeah. right? Generating assets, generating right. wealth, because... Revenue is really doesn't mean much. And right. I, sorry, Banks. You can make it anywhere. You can, Right. I was like, you can literally make this number, whatever it is you want it to be. Right. At the end of the day, what are the proceeds? What is the cash mm. that you created? What level of liquidity do you have it, to be able it. to make other choices? So I created a business specifically with the intent of creating liquidity. Like, I, I mean, I don't really need that business other than just it creates liquidity for me to do other things. So that business is is profitable, but I'm able to then reinvest those profits into things that actually create passive income. I had no yeah. desire to have that business, honestly. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. But that was just a vehicle where that exactly. Yeah. So it's just stop focusing so much on the top line of creating revenue. And I I cringe every time I see these Instagram, you know, (laughs) I made six figures in one month. Like at what level? I always ask, do you mean like at the top or at the bottom? Because yeah, it's a big you, difference. Yeah, it's a huge difference. But my concern is like, are you actually doing anything with that long range? Yeah. Or is that kind of... How like, is that making more money right, for how you? How is it working for you? Yeah, what's the next step? Yeah. And, and is it replicatable? Because that's the other and, thing that I'm like... And, and then the, there's another part to that. I'm scared. Does it require you to work 80 hours to get oh, it? Oh, now that's, that's the, the jug because you know I'm not going to do it. Yes, because that's the other part that I don't understand. I'll hear the number... But I'm like, okay, well, how many hours did you work? Oh, mm-hmm. I had to work a whole full week. Oh, well, that... I didn't wait. That don't mm-hmm. make no sense. You're not doing it right. Hustling mm-hmm. backwards. Um, you already know, my business partner and I, Des and I came into it with the intent of, one, being able to work from anywhere. Two, being able to only work about 20 hours a week of active work. Right. That's really... That was the, the goal. We came mm-hmm. out of it like, that's literally what I'm striving for. Yes. If I can't get to all my numbers... All of my projections, everything I've done for this business has been based on that's the number, right. 20 hours. Delegate and if out. it don't fit in that, I ain't going to be able to do it. 
That's true. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Mm. Okay, I have another question. Okay. PPP. Mm. I want to talk about the tax implications this year especially and and how, and really specifically about forgivable and non-forgivable because people don't quite understand that, you know, maybe forgivable is or is not taxable and forgiven is or is not taxable. So let's talk about it. I don't even want to get into the, the illegal you shouldn't even got this PPP. That's a different. We can go there on a different day. You going but to like, jail? Yeah, you going to jail? Jail? <laughs> you're going to check jail, it out jail. for the people who got the PPE. PPP. PPP. <laughs> yeah, PPE. What is PPE? They need PPE. They need that equipment. As insider accounting joke, when they started saying PPE, I was like, property plant equipment. Oh yeah, exactly right. Where's the balance sheet? What's on the balance sheet? What you mean? I was watching the news like, why they getting all this PPE? That is so true. The first few weeks, I was confused. Yeah, I thought thinking about hazmat suits. And I, like I, that. I'm right. an engineer by, by, right. by trade. So, but it's, that's the, the beauty of acronyms and why it's important to have a mentor to tell you what they're talking what the about. Fuck they mean. Yeah, yeah, because I'll sit in a room and It'd you hear lost. alphabet like, soup what? and you're like, what? Why they buy that? That don't make no sense. Exactly. So, it's important to know and ask the questions because right. I definitely thought they was buying a lot of balance exactly. sheet assets during COVID. Exactly. All right, check um, this out. Yeah. So, for the folks who got PPE, PPP loans, <laughs> They shouldn't have got them, motherfuckers. Can they give them back immediately? No. It's too late. Damn. You going to jail. <laughs> you about to And lose people are not jail. realizing that it's not just the SBA that's involved. Nope. A lot of people are thinking, oh, it's just the SBA, but it, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a couple of different... Actually, at a minimum, it's eight different agencies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So. You're going to jail. That's, that's the... <laughs> That's the breakdown. Net, of net. You going to jail? <laughs> yeah. So and and you attested numerous times to a lie, and what I'm and this just maybe this is me being really out the box, but I'm concerned with it being a felony now on is. your record. It is, really? and you not being able to vote or having other ramifications that affect your life. Because you now have a felony on yeah. your record. Well, they hit him with the doom. Yeah, so that's, yeah, a, that's a, basically what's happening now. So the running joke people are saying is, well, I should have applied for PPP because I don't see anybody going to jail. But that's the thing. It wasn't about you going to jail. Yeah. It was about you getting a felony so they could reduce the votes. The votes. The mm. child care. People don't get The it. financial aid. Mm. The food stamps. Yeah. The housing. All the other services all that we have access to. Gone. All the other rights They're that we have gone. that are granted because we are not felons. And you attested. I told people so many times, you signed, I attest, I attest, I certify, I further attest, I attest, like 11 times to get the loan. You certified it in the application numerous times. Mm -hmm. And if you read it, several of the statements are almost identical. To me, in any legal, and she's an attorney, but I'm not by trade. So anytime I read something and three or four paragraphs seem to say the same exact thing, I'm like, oh no, I don't know. Let me make sure I know exactly what the that is because they keep is. repeating it. So mm-hmm. it must be a big deal. So you attested to that throughout the application process yeah. and then attested to it and said that like the bank is off the hook or whoever provided the funds to you is off the hook. They were not required to get any additional evidence or documents. You are providing self-certification. It is Ooh. on me. I, I, I Damn. am responsible. It just feel like that movie where my brother comes in and says, you know you done fucked up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, said, you, you, you said you can't even bail out. No, mm-hmm. no, and and that's the wow. thing. Like the banks, what thing they did do because they wanted to make sure they were completely out of the loop. They made sure you signed whether it was their own internal forms in addition mm. to the forms at the SPA. Yeah. Like it was a lot of paperwork involved in that, and it was for this reason. 
So I'm like, you you missed the hook. You may have got this five thousand dollars for some people. You but missed the hook. What did you get? What did it cost? Yeah. Well, and and what is it? Cost? And what does it cost yeah. us as a people? Like as a larger body, when we're already being purged from the roles as it is, and now they have a Damn. legitimate reason with your initials in like fifty two places. Um, to get you up off these roles. Mm, you know you didn't fuck up. You know. Oh. But, so back, the original question was mm, about yeah, it being forgiven or not forgiven and the tax implications, if it's not forgiven, um, what does that mean, like, for your books? Okay, so one of the things that we have going on is that the individuals for the forgiving portion, there's a lot of people who are confused about what fits in that category. I think somebody, they asked me about an HVAC system and some other items. And I was like, okay, well, do you have a lease agreement? No. I'm like, okay, well, look, that's a none piece a off, no. of the, off the board. But one of the things I think a lot of people are getting away from is the main core component of the program was to make sure that you could pay your employees yep. so that they could stay at their jobs and not be unemployed. Correct. So that piece will always be the governing component. And I don't mean people who are contractors. Right. Because a, a lot of people are getting that mixed up. Yeah. We're not talking about 1099 people. We're talking about W-2 individuals. So first and foremost, when you're turning those forms in, that's going to be the first thing we're asking for. We're looking for 941s. We're looking. We're looking for the G7s. What's the 940 and the 941? Let's <laughs> break looking, it down. We're looking for the federal withholding that you took out of the employee's check and and passed on and to, the to the IRS. Correct. Yes. So we're looking G's. for those, and then obviously the withholdings for the state of Georgia, Department of Labor, and all of those other great juicy items. So those are the items that actually come out of if you're running real payroll. Because a lot of people say payroll and they're like, oh, I paid my contractor. Well, contractors aren't payroll because they're not employees. These are W-2 individuals. So that is the first and foremost piece that we're looking at. The next piece that we go into what we consider to be a category that we like will be the ones that deal with the leases, the mm -hmm. rent, rent for the building, for mm -hmm. the office. And here's the other part about the leasing because this has now started to be an issue the lease has to be in the business name. Can't be in your name. Yeah. So that is a null and void. Mm. I have no idea why there's such a huge influx of someone creating some paper document with a lease with their name on it. No, it doesn't work that way. It has to be in the business name. Question. If I own the building, can I legally lease the building to my business and then qualify for forgiveness? Here's the thing. I have seen that come up. And the answer that came from the IRS judge was, and I hope that I'm going to be seeing that income on your personal taxes <laughs> because so, you're going to have to report that the income, rental income. And there has to be a 1099 yep. sent out to that individual for that amount. For their space. That is the only way that to be acceptable. able to do that. Yep. Outside of that, no. Yeah. Because I get all the real creative loopholes in my office. People always ask me, I mean, I own it, so I can rent it to myself and sign as the rentor and rentee. You absolutely can. Yep. You are also Along telling the IRS that, that you're going to issue a 1099 to yourself yep. to pay this income. For that rental for income. For the rental income. Um, because the amount that, and this is the other part people are missing, the amount that they're claiming to get from the PPP Must has match. to be the same absolutely. number yep. on, on the their 1099. Tax. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Main question, if it is not forgiven, is it taxable? So here's the piece that 
is an argument right now. Right now, there's a back and forth. Mm-hmm. Either A, turning it into a loan, EIDL. Yep. EIDL department wants to be able to have it turn into a loan so it can soften the blow yep. to the American citizens. Unfortunately, the Internal Revenue Service, they want their tax dollars so that they can recoup back from all the Giving money the that went out. back out. Yep. Since they've been um, making it rain. Well, yeah. exactly, because you have to keep in mind that that technically is the collection agency mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. Department of Treasury for yeah. our government. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is going to be the IRS. Yeah. So currently right now, we made rain. Yeah. They need yeah. back. So no currently, in the budget. Yeah, so currently right now, what's on the books is that it's going to turn into taxable income. Yeah. Because no one has made the argument to be able to win that to it's com- going to be a loan. to a loan, right. So that I want to make that... So the shit that's forgivable is going to be taxable? No, no the stuff that's not forgivable oh, is okay. going to be taxable. Yeah. yeah. Now, even in the forgivables, there and you're are... Talking about some people got $50,000. Now, keep... Keep in mind that that's not like something to sneeze at because you don't have any expenses to even reduce the number, the number down. Of tax. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I don't know if it's been sorted out, I haven't looked in the last couple of weeks, but there are some states who don't automatically have like reciprocity with federal tax law. So, meaning you might be forgiven at a federal level automatically and it's not taxable. But at a state level, the states are at, they're definitely one in the t- same tax on the same dollars. Yeah. So, you'll have the 50 taxes. Income for the taxes at the yep. Fed, and then also the fifty in income. But even at for the, the non-forgiven, right? Sorry, even for the forgiven. So the non-forgiven, you're taxed federal and state. If it's not forgiven, basically it's money, it's revenue to you. You're getting taxed. Yeah. But for the forgiven, there are a few states that did not automatically align to the IRS and basically said you're still going to pay state income taxes, even though you're not paying federal income taxes on that money. Now, now here's another part that people have not... Here's another part that people have not paid attention to. That's why our lives are so interesting. To. I know, right? Here, here, here's the drum roll. The city yeah. are now coming Detroit in coming. saying in, where was the where's, business license? Yeah, where, where's our stuff? Where's our money? Everybody getting money. Everybody getting money. Yeah, because they now know, okay, mm-hmm. everyone oh. has come out the woodwork. Saying that they're a business. Saying that they're a business. And where is the and business license? And where's our license, license? Why does it sound like an episode of To Catch a Predator? It's, it is literally <laughs> It really like, feels like this is some sting operation type of shit. They're trying to get definitely get their bread back. And also, again... All these charges and cases that can be filed for this felonious paperwork people are yeah. filing. It's just, you they can't be out. And they're about to get a yeah, lot let of Let me tell you how petty it is. In the yeah. city, wow. the city, they actually, I have to give it to them. I'm like, man, you are like the petty Betty of all. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because now they have, they have created a department that is now logging on to SBA because they posted yep. everyone. Oh, yeah. They yeah. posted the name, the address, yep, the amount, everything. So now, let me tell you how petty. Now you got the city saying, oh, so if that's the amount that you receive, that this means is the revenue, that's the revenue yeah, that's supposed the revenue. to be the tax. So where's my money? Because you've been mm. filing these city municipal returns saying yes. you made zero or little or nothing, but you got a full 150. You at a minimum made, you know, a certain number to get this 150. Same thing with employees, though. Like, you claiming a certain number of employees to get this money, but you don't have them employees or any of your roles. Where does that make it make sense? Right. So, And now you have employees that are now from that standpoint. So like one of the things that I saw recently that happened was you had one person apply for PPP using the contractors. <laughs> However, the contractors also didn't file tax returns. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, shit. So they didn't... Man. 
So you didn't you didn't gave up all the all the juice on everybody basically. So everybody down the street yeah. finna get their right. ass ate up. And it's it's oh, I've had I've seen people wow. and it's gonna be so bad. I'm not like gonna put that. people out here and say their names, but yeah, don't do I know right because do I know one company or one individual who is assisting companies in acquiring funds they shouldn't have, um, and effectively have used the same socials as you employees about to lose your across. Job. Thank you, you about to lose your job. Get this dance. Get this like, dance. Like <laughs> literally the same people across four or five companies. So it started out with them paying them as contractors, and we told them just. First of all, we're not touching none of this. We're not doing the books for this. I don't even want my name on it. Don't even. But just so I can help you understand, as a contractor, you don't get to claim any of that. That does not work that way. They have to be employees. So they went into Gusto ADP and hired these people in multiple companies. (sighs) So now the same individuals are employed by like 15 different Uh. companies. It's not going to make sense. That individual is not getting that money. Like basically they're saying, I'm paying you. I'm sending these W-2s to the IRS on your behalf. You're going to end up paying, needing to pay income taxes for as if you had four or five jobs. It's going to put you into a tax bracket where it looks like you made $400,000. And the person who's winning in this, they're not actually paying you that. They're saying they paid you $1,000 and they sliding you $200 under the table, but you're going to get taxed as if you made $1,000 four times. Yes, mm. and as we so know, the IRS will file social, that tax return on your behalf. You. They're going to file it on your behalf. They don't need you. They're going to file it for you and send you a letter. Looks like you forgot. No worries. We got your back. <laughs> we got yeah. you covered we on board. We got you. No worries. Like, these W-2s Damn. have been filed for you. Yeah. We understand it gets busy. But we filed it. Here you go. Here's our address. Please go ahead and uh, mail us Milk our money. Yeah. yeah. Cut my check. So I just, I wanted to point that out because I just feel like there is a lot of that going on right now as it relates to kind of tax savings and and tax, just money going out the window for no reason. Just, again, read the rules. Follow the rules. And I would say you need to read the rules real fast because the actual federal tax year ends in September. So that means that's when a lot of the paperwork you're supposed to be turning in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel like there was something else I was going to ask you. I have a bunch of other things on here. I feel like we could go on forever. Man. I have one more One more, and thing we'll, that we'll I shut think, it down. Yeah. So, long-term mm. gains versus short-term gains. Oh. <laughs> we I just talked that about problem this. right now. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that's one of the ways that, you know, long-term gains for sure being a way that you can shelter some of your income from taxes. But let's talk about the differences um, in them and kind of what what's, what's the major difference in the short-term and long-term gains? Well, one, you have a couple of different things because I've noticed... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. During COVID, a lot of people were calling themselves day traders without being day traders. Um, And so we had a whole bunch of 1099Bs come on the scene with a lot of short-term components and long-terms. A lot of those things you can't even write off. Mm -hmm. Some of those items, they become wash. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you start to look at your return and you fill in the pay, it's going to be a wash, meaning that you can't write it off right now. It has to be prolonged over a period of time. And some of them, because you pretty much, let's say, for instance, your short term was too quick, you're not going to ever be able to write that off. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the things you have to keep in mind is if you're going to talk about short term compared to long term, me personally, it really depends on the vehicle that it came in. Mm-hmm. In some cases, the short-term gains won't be a big issue. If you're talking about 
interest on stock or, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature, not a big deal. If you're talking about long-term gains as far as in a corporate setting, which a lot of people now have started to use that vehicle and putting items inside of the category that goes into dividends with short-term and long-term gains and capital gains as well, I think it just really depends. My question would be, you really need to be looking at what are you doing to begin with? How did you even get there? I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is is just remembering that long-term gains, obviously having a better tax situation for you um, and, and understanding what a long-term gain is and what a capital gain is, because I think also people are classifying things as capital gains and losses, especially on these self-prepared tax returns that I'm like, that's that's not what that is at all. Um, So just understanding what a long-term gain is, like what qualifies, what form should you have gotten to even get that? Um, And just... When are you seeing people necessarily get their short-term gains from outside of just the obvious though? uh, I've been seeing people, the basic stuff, just taxes and stuff, but I've been seeing also like flipping, right? Mm. Thinking about... Flipping is mm-hmm. one of those things where I'm like, how long did you hold it? Because it's still the same. You know, the law is the law. Like, it is what it is. Your ass getting taxed. So, like, well, that's because a lot of people are not even using the exchange. So it's, let's just be real honest yeah, there. I I'm mean, like, they don't even know that that exists. Yeah. So That's true. Yeah. That is fucking I'm true. I'm being honest. Yeah. That is very true. So that's that's where I'm like getting... And <laughs> even people have been selling um, websites. That's been one of the ones that I've been seeing, selling e-com sites. Hmm. So, you so know... So they own and, and are offloading to other people? No. So basically, like on Shopify Commerce, uh-huh. you can sell an e-commerce website. Basically, it's already a vehicle set up. It can be like a drop shipping gotcha. site. So there may like not even be... like an age corporation, but it's just a website. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, it's just, it's there. It's an entity. And so when you sell that, like say you stand so it you up... you mean the website itself, not the domain, but the website itself. Domain, the website, domain. website, website everything yeah. that goes with the whole brand. The, the, the channel, like, so sometimes they're also selling you like a supplier relationship. Yeah, gotcha. Um, it's preset. So it's like so you, business in a box kind of thing. Basically, yeah. like you can literally just pop it out and go, you know? Yeah. So some of them have inventory. Some of them have other assets like photographs. Some of them have, you know, whatever associated. But And it depends on how you buy it, whether yeah. or not you get the domain and all of that. But ultimately, the person making those and churning them off and selling them, there's they're, they're trying to claim that that is a short-term um, or a long-term gain because of how long they had the website. But if you look at how long the website was actually active, sure. when they established and when the they business, acquired it, and when short. it was acquired, it's short. And so there's just it's kind wash. of yeah. It's like you the first date of commerce. Yeah, the loss is there. a wash. Yeah, and also just understanding that when when you say that like that it's a wash, and you may be able to claim it later at a future point. Correct. Um, it means today you owe taxes though. Like it doesn't help mm. you at all today. And so it might be fine in the long term. And again, that's why it makes sense to have a long range plan, not just a one year, two year plan. But consider the implication and start making choices to offset it. So knowing that like I might be able to claim this if I meet X, Y, and Z parameters, or I might be able to claim this in year whatever, planning your other cash movements to align with when you're going to be able to claim those losses. So, yeah, but I, I think at the same time, what ends up happening in that scenario, so if we're thinking of, if we're thinking of short-term and long-term gains in the, just the biblical sense of the mm-hmm. tax code, you're going to have to change to a different accounting methodology. Absolutely. To, to make that to work. Claim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and a lot of times, as we know, people aren't knowledgeable enough to even do that. To even do oh, that or favorite. go ask anyone yeah. to say, I need to change, change my, my accounting piece that yeah. goes with it. Yeah. My favorite was tax return this year. Somebody filled out um, which accounting method 
they're using, I can't even remember what form it was on. Um, oh, they were changing it. Well, no, they were supposed to elect like their cash oh, method. So it was either okay, cash or accrual on okay. the... Um, 2553? Yeah. Okay. And so they're electing cash, accrual, or other, and they put other and said, in my bank account. They wrote in in my bank mm-hmm. account. That was their accounting method. So I'm going to just leave it there in terms of <laughs> one of the things that you should definitely do. They is, shouldn't be doing their own they should, Thank, they you, should thank not. you. You should not. You should not. Um, definitely get help. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear this a lot of time. And I don't mean to sound difficult, but I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, I can't afford to get an accountant or I can't afford to really get afford a tax to. person. You, you, can't afford you really can't to. afford And the to amount of not. taxes you're going to pay Definitely, that yeah. you shouldn't have. And and lastly, the IRS and, and the Department of Treasury has also stated that they're going to audit a significant amount of businesses in the coming years. They I think the number went back. up to like 80% or something. So it was already, that happened actually before COVID. So honestly, that announcement oh. happened prior oh. to COVID. And I think that it just kind of worked out. They're like, well, perfect timing. Now we really might as well. Yeah. The yeah. government said y'all already got now, me all the way yeah, right. up. <laughs> but I will say this, you know, you got a brother running that department now. So y'all, he going to show y'all this Greek love. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pray. Pray that, sorry, I'm a Delta. We're going to pray. That, like, just so you know, but pray you show that love. But the reality is, it ain't going to be no love. It ain't going to be no love. Right. <laughs> He's still going to get his paycheck it's, at the end yo, of the it's day. It's going to be love. It's for the love of money. That's right. what it yeah. is. For the love of this law. Like, you, what mm. you don't want is the nice IRS ladies like my mom, you know, sitting yeah. in your office with you all day. It's not, mm. it's not fun. Um, yeah. This has been Fascinating. An amazing episode. <laughs> and by far the least I've ever had to talk, and I loved it. Every moment of it. <laughs> I got some knowledge. I got some information. I know. Uh, I need another. I need an accountant and a tax professional. Yeah. I got a tax lady, <laughs> I'm mad you ain't got one. I got a tax lady, but I need a... You need a, you need a strategic <laughs> partner. E-word. And that's mm. the thing. Like, mm. being someone who tax accounting a, law... A, a good strategic partner costs. Ooh, well, you know, we're going to talk offline about it. It's great. <laughs> I just told you I only you work 20 hours question. a week. The question right. you need to ask is how much will that partner save me? Exactly. Right? There you well, go. Because you know our listeners want to know well, how much am I going to have to pay for right. this? Right. Well, it really... This ain't H&R Block. No. That's, no. that's what I'm trying no. to tell you. Oh, yeah, this no. conversation ain't even H&R Block. No. Yeah, you definitely need to have a... you short-term capital gain. Yeah. You got to have a strategy. Assets. H&R Block said long-term. Long-term What? Long, you long term goal. You need right. to talk to somebody else. <laughs> right. right. Let me hi- let me call somebody for you. <laughs> right. So, well, Sharita, what we always do is we, we give the mic over to our guest at the end to close out. Tell the listeners whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is that's on your heart and mind to share with them, including how they can find out more about you, what you do, your organization, anything you got. Well, because I would you ain't gave no nuggets I all know, day, so I know, right. <laughs> Um, I'm sort of like that strategic partner to the toolbox. So hopefully um, you don't want to see me (laughs) because of the different stuff that I'm doing right now. Um, But at the same time, I just want to empower people to get more knowledge, get more comfortable in knowing exactly what they don't know. And being okay with not knowing what you don't know, but at the same time, not being okay without going to go look for assistance to be able to better yourself. I, you know, my whole thing about ASK, if you follow me on Instagram or whatsoever, it means always seeking knowledge. Mm. And that is so true. We have to continue 
to go and go out, look for knowledge, attain those who have knowledge, build on it because we constantly grow. The person that you were in your 20s is not the person you were in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. Your lifestyle changes. Things that become important to you change. You know, as you get older, you start having a family and those types of things start to wonder in your mind of exactly what it looks like. And you don't want to be at the point where you have more years behind you than in front of you to try to figure it out. That's just not a good place to be in. So if I can encourage anyone is just to really go out and take a literally an asset list of what it is that you're great at and what items that you're probably not that good at and see about going out to be able to get yourself the knowledge that you need to be the best you to live out loud. Yeah. I love it. Sharita, thank you so much. Ensa, thank you. Yeah. Art brother, you got anything, man? Hey, notes. I need y'all to listen to this episode three or four times. Right. Don't be out here the being musty. This one. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's really what it is. Right. <laughs> the nuggets in you this one is, is, is pretty deep. So Man, who you telling? Make sure you listen to it a few times because it's some crazy nuggets. Crypto. Real estate. It's not an asset. No. <laughs> mm. No. Wild Black, go fill the holes in your knowledge base. And with that, we out. Wild Black, peace. Love you. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.